This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm your girl, Ray Ray. And I'm Breezy. And welcome to this episode. We have a very full house uh, joining us on this episode. And it's a special episode dedicated to celebrating Pride Month, uh, LGBTQ plus pride, gay pride, the pride community, and celebrating that because June is Pride Month in the United States. And it, uh, it technically, I did a little research, it com- commemorates the Stonewall Riots, which happened in June of 1969 in New York City. Um, and the NHL also celebrates Pride Month. And we wanted to celebrate Pride Month too because we support all of the communities and in the world of hockey. Yep. So we brought on some pretty important guests that um, I would say represent the Pride community very well in the hockey world, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get we're super excited to to get these guys on board and girls. Yes, say, guys and girls on board. Uh, we have, like I said, we have three guests, and I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that we have to do too much. We're going to just like play the episode and let you listen to to our guests. We're going to intro them. I just wanted to hit you all really quickly with a little bit of facts about uh, the NHL and its involvement with the LGBTQ plus community and pride. So since 2013, the NHL and the NHLPA have been partners with the You Can Play Project, which is an uh, advocacy organization that's fighting homophobia in sports. And it's reaffirming that the official policy f- uh, for the NHL is one of inclusion on the ice, in the locker rooms, and in the stands. Also, all 31 NHL clubs, alumni, and current players participate in Pride events, um, including, you know, back when we were allowed to be outside before COVID-19 and have parades across uh, North America. And Breezy, you finish up with the, um, the, other, the other two facts here. Yeah, so Brock McGillis is the first openly gay male professional hockey player, and he came out in the year 2016. And based on our research, there are no current openly gay players. So yeah. uh, it's in the important in the NHL. Yeah, so it's important to bring some light and some awareness and bring on some allies to the uh, LGBTQ. I really botched that one. Try it again. Yeah. Go again. Go again. <laughs> There's a lot of letters. It's okay. It is a lot of letters. I just botched it. So it's the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and these these individuals uh, really kind of hit the nail on the head with uh, today's topics and what we can do 
uh, to be better, what we can do to help, and what we can do to just overall make people feel accepted, uh, no matter what your your view is, what you support. Mm-hmm. You should just be supporters of everyone because we're humans and we just need to be nice. Yes, be nice and have compassion. And there's so much more to learn and to do always. Uh, any with all aspects of our life, right? Whether we're playing hockey, not playing hockey, being inclusive of all communities, there's there's always more we can learn and hear about. And uh, the three guests we have really uh, share their experience and the stories that are gonna compel you to to want to be, you know, to to have open ears. That's all we ask is that you have an open mind and. Uh, open open ears and listen to what they have to say and you'll also uh, notice that about halfway through we lost one of our guests due to a power outage um, and he has promised to come back on uh, at a later date to to answer more questions and and join us again so um we you'll notice that that's what happened technology life and um yeah that's that and that is that. So like we always say, hockey is one big giant family. And so we're going to bring on members of now our new house family. We have three guests in the house today, Curtis Gabriel of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and under contract with the Philadelphia Flyers and has previously played for the Minnesota Wild and the New Jersey Devils. We also have co-founder of Pride Tape, Jeff McLean, and our girl who's a part of the LA Kings in-game operations, Tracy Starr. So yeah, all around. <laughs> round of applause there. <laughs> there we go. That's a lot of them. Well, welcome everybody. I, I want to start before we dive into everything. How did you all celebrate Pride, you know, COVID style? Did you guys uh, have any Pride celebrations this month? I'll go ahead, Jeff. Jeff. Well, uh, I was really fortunate. I think early last week, like last Sunday, Monday, uh, received a call from our friends at the NHL head office and, and said, you know, could we help out with uh, NHL Pride, which was happening on the Friday. So kicked it into high gear and reached out around the world to a handful of people that have supported Pride Tape from the beginning and did little mini stories and social posts with them throughout the week. So it was pretty Pretty busy and active for me, uh, cobbling together those stories, but incredibly rewarding. Uh, getting to talk to some people that have been engaging with Pride Tape since the beginning, but we haven't had the chance to meet in person or speak, uh, even like like I have with Tracy and, and Curtis. So it was it was a it was a nice week. It was very it was busy, but but really nice. Yeah, I'll echo the same thing. I felt uh, a little busy with it. Uh, had a lot of messages coming in after the article Sportsnet did on me and they did a great article with Jeff and Dean as well. Um, so I had that to uh, talk to a bunch of people. I, I talked to Elizabeth Johnson at the NHL and she asked me uh, to celebrate the pride kind of and make a little video. So I did that, uh, posted that on my Instagram. Um, what else did I do? I talked to Jessica Platt last week for an hour, um, learned a lot about transgender rights and how she kind of transitioned in playing pro hockey. Uh, so basically just kind of status quo. I think same with Jeff. We're always busy. We're always trying to message people. We're always trying to try to do stuff. So yeah, we're, we're trying to be as visible as possible, but at the same time, it's just kind of normal for us, I feel like. Nice. What about you, Tracy? What did, what did you do? 
Well, I, I feel the same. I kind of celebrate all year long, but um, it was pretty fun. There was a lot of memories coming up from last year's LA Pride Parade where we had the King's float. And uh, it was seeing, being on that float and seeing King's fans in the crowd that had no idea we were gonna be there, they were in tears. It was so cool. But um, uh, ABC7 rehashed a whole bunch of stuff from that, that parade too. So everyone's at my phone, which is off. But you're all over the TV again. You're all over the TV again. So, That's awesome. but yeah, celebrate all the time. Yeah, I think it's I, uh, a good thing to do. I just remembered too, uh, last week I made a commercial with, Curt with Curtis in it and uh, tried to teach myself how to make a commercial from my phone. So it was when we recorded our video in Toronto, I took a little bit of video of it as well. Uh, so I'll send that to you after the call and, and, and you guys can have a look, but I just cobbled something together. And then, and then I had to tell Curtis like, you know, Hey, by the way, I did this tonight. Is this okay? And it's like, yeah, cool. Let's go. No. And that's usually the way we operate. It was awesome. It was awesome. That, that, that video was so cool. The voiceover as I was taping the stick, that was really cool. And then you made me remember I did, uh, I did a Gillette commercial that should come out today or tomorrow. So that would be really exciting. Hopefully it comes out today or tomorrow. So that's uh, heavily LGBT focused. That's great. That's crazy. So cool. So Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about Pride Tape and the brand mission? So uh, I was working for a company called Calder Bateman Communications in Edmonton, uh, where I live now, and some amazing people and worked on a lot of projects with, with Dr. Chris Wells at the University of Alberta Institute for Sexual Minority Studies and Services. And it takes a while to remember actually the name of it. It's so long, but uh, working for years with Camp Firefly. And then we worked on a project that was actually the brainchild of a friend and colleague of mine, Pierre Chan, called nohomophobes.com. And it's a, it's a website, which is still up now, uh, that scrapes homophobic language in real time off Twitter. So uh, when we put that site up, we started looking at the data and realized that homophobic language spiked during sporting events, particularly the Super Bowl is the biggest day of the year for homophobic language online and NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, et cetera. So we wanted to you know, create a project uh, for the Institute that really spoke to the issue around homophobia in sport. And we chose hockey as a wedge, obviously, because it's, you know, it's in our own backyard with the Oilers. And we have some, some wonderful connections there and, and have uh, friends also in the NHL. So we felt hockey was the place to start because, again, there was also no out professional player. And it was the last professional sport where that's, where that's the case. So a big task to try and end homophobia in sport in particular hockey. So it was going to originally be a traditional, maybe a two month campaign. And we said, that's just not going to solve anything. Uh, this has got to be longer term. So started thinking about what type of badge of support could we give to the hockey world that could show everyone that they're welcome on the ice and that the arena and the locker room is a safe space. So in my head, I started going through the inventory of equipment having played very badly for 21 years myself uh, and, you know, thought the armbands have been done, the helmet stickers have been done, and then just really kind of focused on the tape and thought it'd be pretty cool if we could put a rainbow on the tape and, you know, it just wouldn't have cut it as a Photoshop job on a billboard. Like we asked ourselves, what if we could actually really make this stuff? So went in, uh, to the NHL and, and asked them who makes their tape and then um, basically asked if this could be done. 
And when I engaged them and told them about the idea, they said it couldn't happen uh, production wise uh, because I lied to them and said, I wanted to get my team colors on the, on the blade of the stick because I didn't want to give away the idea. But then the next day I came in dejected, but I, I sent them the kind of the two pager on the idea. And I said, this is really what I was talking about. And they, and then they said, we don't know if this can work or how it's going to work, but we think this is important and we'll get back to you. And they called two and a half weeks later and said, we figured it out. And then we started the Kickstarter campaign to raise the money to get the first 10,000 rolls of tape made. And the rest is history. That's fantastic. That's awesome. It's super rad the way that you've put the tape together and how it all came out. Now, Curtis, tell us how you and Jeff connected and tell us the story for those who may not have have seen it and don't know your use of of the pride tape give us a little um background on that story and then how you two connected yeah so i was dating an ex-girlfriend back in the summer of 2018 and uh, she had a friend who actually two friends who she worked at with uh, at a clothing store with and they were a couple together and the one came out to be with the girl and uh, she was kind of not really supported very well by her family uh, they're, you know, very kind of wealthy family that all of a sudden weren't paying for her schooling. Um, she started to work other jobs to put herself through school, move in with her girlfriend at an early time. Um, so it kind of just stuck with me. Like I have firsthand experience um, seeing something like that happen. Uh, and then just happened to work out that I was in the NHL for the last three months of that season uh, in the spring of 2019. And uh, it was the best time of my life. Uh, so it's just kind of weird how things work out. And um, I heard about the Pride game coming up. I'd scored my first goal two games before, and I was like, okay, you know, got to play a good game, focus on that. And uh, <laughs> I, um, they instructed us to put the tape on our sticks and then we could take it off after warm-up. And uh, I just didn't want to change the tape of my blade because I wanted to keep it the same, try to stay there. And I put on the shaft of my stick. And uh, coming on after warm-up, um, you know, nothing. I was just getting ready for the game again. And tape was still on my stick, and the guys were taking theirs off. And I just looked at my stick for two seconds, and it was – there's more work to do if I take it off than to leave it on. Um, and let's just focus on playing hockey and maybe somebody will notice. And that's all it was. Went back to was playing the Montreal Canadiens, team I grew up hating against. And I was like, oh, got to have a good one. And uh, was able to, you know, play well and score a big goal to win the game uh, in the second period and uh, stood up. And obviously it was the best moment of my life. Uh, monument, monumental moment for me personally, the emotion, the hard work that's gone into that. But then on top of that, to score a goal, I guess, as Jeff says, for inclusion, and to come off after the game and have, you know, my messages on my phone blowing up half for my friends and family and media for scoring another goal, but half for the pride tape and people zooming in on it and sending to me, is this real? Is this, this like, is this an actual thing? And, um, and then that's when I got to hooked up with Jeff McQueen through the pride tape account. And since then, uh, like he said, the rest of history have become friends and um, they even came out to see me play this year, him and Dean. So yet to meet Christopher, Dr. Christopher Wells, but met two of the three and, friends friendships with two of the three and it's been it's been amazing so uh been done a lot of events a lot of you know said he said commercial shoots different stuff like that and look forward to doing more in the future that's awesome yeah, that's a good story I, I was reading your story about your first or i guess not your first goal but your goal against obviously carrie price was pretty huge so congrats on that and, and good job on uh on representing representing in general so Thank you. You're, uh, you're pretty much considered the gold standard in allies for the community. So your commitment to using pride tape on your stick for the rest of your hockey career, that's something that you're, you're planning on obviously doing, right? Mm-hmm. 
And so, and then there's also, so Braden Holtby is also considered one of the biggest allies uh, in the NHL as well. So what would, I mean, the word ally, a lot of people don't know what that means. How would you describe it? And I'd like to hear from, from everybody as well. Like, what would you consider an ally? What, what does it mean? How can others get involved? Yeah, uh, if, if I'm going to jump in here, I would say an ally is something that I never started calling myself. That was, you know, kind of put on me by Jeff and the people already in the community. I don't think you just self-describe as that. You have to kind of be given that title. And um, now that I have been, I'm running with being an ally. And uh, that's, that's it, it can be, you know, personalized. But it's like anything. It can be up to you how much you want to do. But uh, I think you can be an ally and be a quiet ally. You can stick up for it in your own private life. You have people that are more introverted. You have me. I'm a super outgoing extroverted person I'm gonna do it the way I want to do it and uh, that's the way I've been doing it so uh, Holt, uh, Braden Holpe is obviously a massive um, has a massive platform and he's using it I think it's incredible even with Black Lives Matter so uh, to have guys in his echelon and guys down here like me trying to trying to make this work uh, it, it matters all the all the difference so to be an ally I think you have to be kind of given that but in your own mind you can you can be an ally just because I'm a hockey player that did this and I got christened an ally doesn't mean that you can't be an ally you're 10 years old and ask your dad to buy some pride tape for you and, and educate yourself on why I'm using it it's funny exactly. that you mentioned that actually. I was gonna say Tracy that's kind of your story right <laughs> yeah like I've been an ally my whole life I'm my when my late husband and I got married we had seven gay couples on our ship on our on our yacht um, I'm like we should have flown mm -hmm. a rainbow flag instead of the pirate flag <laughs> 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 but um anyway so but my level of action amplified dramatically from because of Pride Tape. And the reason that is, is because my son, Drake, he just was like, this is the coolest stuff I've ever, ever had in my hands, you know? <clears throat> and I think he was about eight years old, seven or eight years old at the time. And I said, what do you want to do with your jersey? Because, you know, it's Pride. What jersey do you want to wear? He's like, I want to wear the Dwight King one, but I want to put my, my Pride Tape on the numbers. So he totally decorated his own jersey. And when you see that, you just kind of go, wow, I'm learning from a 10-year-old. You know what I mean? And so he doesn't know the full concept of the whole thing, but he knows that love is love. And that's the way I'm raising him, you know? That's all there is to it. Yep. Absolutely. And, and Jeff, for you, what would you say is a definition of an ally in, in this community? Well, I think it's a compassionate individual that cares about everyone and cares about people that, to Curtis's point, maybe don't feel they have a voice or, uh, or in a situation where, where they can't speak out and, and we need to speak out for them. Um, you know, when we started the tape, uh, and I'm loving the stories I'm hearing here today because when we sat down, we asked ourselves with any program or initiative, what does success look like? And, and for us, we had no clue. We had no frame of reference. We had not created a product before. We usually worked on campaigns uh, that had metrics that you could chart. But um, we just said to ourselves, if one person, if one person, if we could actually make this tape and one person could put it on their stick and showcase it and one other person can see it and, and, and are made welcome or feel welcome, uh, in the space of hockey or sports, we would have been completely happy. Uh, and then less than a month later, there's a stick in the Hockey Hall of Fame after the yeah. Oilers uh, 
you know, put it on the ice for, for their, for their skills competition. So we would just be blown away every single day. Cause the Oilers were the first team, right. To, to use the pride tape. So, so pride tape was not created yet. We had a prototype of, of six different colors of tape. So that was during the Kickstarter campaign. Um, so really with talking to Andrew Ferentz and the Oilers and, and some of our other friends in, in, in the league talking about, you know, the environment within the, um, in the locker room, just hearing, you know, and, and again, as we grow up, I mean, Curtis and I played growing up as white privileged kids uh, that never felt, you know, unwelcome in that environment. So to hear about kids and, and we've heard about kids, you know, um, that were going to attempt suicide and then wrote letters because they saw the tape from their teammates and, and that changed, you know, changed the, the landscape of, of the issue. But so, yeah, just being able to stick up for people that just don't feel welcome in a space, whether it's sports or anywhere in the classroom, in society in general, like we have a, we have a great opportunity to, to help people by letting them know that they're, that they're welcome and we're all the same, like we're just all the same. And uh, so we had no idea what was gonna happen or if anybody would adopt it. And so we always say that we went out looking for partners and teammates and found friends. Like Tracy and I have been chatting together online about Pride Tape for years now without even meeting and then, and then Curtis, same thing like, uh, I was I was in Vancouver and missed his big fight against Lucic in Edmonton, which really pissed me off because I wanted to be there and then I forgot about it on my calendar. But I happened to be in Vancouver and then luckily he was coming to Vancouver the next day uh, to play the Canucks the following day. So I just sent him a text and said, hey, I'm Jeff from Pride Tape. I love what you're doing. I'd love to meet. And he goes, I'll be in the hotel lobby in five minutes. And I said, I'll meet you there. I was like two blocks away. So we went and we sat and talked about family and friends and, and, and I wanted to share, it was really important for me to share with Curtis the, the correspondence that we get through Pride Tape and the difference it's making with all of the kids. And, it's, and, and, and I love this opportunity to tell all of you as well, because we always say, we just make tape, you make it powerful. So it's not us, it's not the tape, it's, it's you guys. And, and uh, every time somebody utilizes it, they're really, helping a lot of young people and it's important that that people get the chance to know that yeah curtis what kind of stories or interactions with fans and or players have you gotten from you know the start of using the pride tape yeah um i've had everything from a guy coming out to me as the only person he's told i've had everything uh, all the way to a guy who just wanted to tell me and didn't want like so the first guy kind of guided him through just what i thought i don't know right like i'm i think i'm a nice person but i understand the steps to things maybe talking whatever and i've had a guy or a woman come out and just not want to talk about it at all they just said it to me and they didn't want to talk about it anymore and that was enough i think for them just to state it right um and then everything in between just kids saying hey look i'm wearing it or i'm using it um, this is really, you know, predominantly it's like 90% of people just saying, you make me feel included. Like what you're doing is making me and my family proud to be who we are, my friends to be proud of who we are. Like that's the biggest thing. And then to hear stuff from Jeff like that, like letters, you know, but we obviously don't, he doesn't discuss who it is or anything. We're very private, but just hearing that it saves someone's life. Like that is crazy to me, especially having a father that took his own life at 10 years old. So it's like really hits home for me. Um, so yeah, that's what we're all trying to do. Like just 
you know, sometimes people maybe don't want to reach out for help, but it's like, reach out to Jeff, reach out to myself. We're here for you. That's literally what our work we've taken on. So it's not, it's not a problem for us. What um, kind of reaction have you gotten from your teammates, uh, Curtis, in the, in the locker room and, and here on out with coaches? Everyone's like, yeah, cool. You can rock your pride tape. Like, great. There's no sort of like uniform or, or regards to like that. They're all just like, do your thing. It's all good. Yeah, uh, it's weird, right? Like hockey culture is what it is. And we're trying to change that right now with yeah. the Hockey Diversity Alliance and everything. But, uh, you know, nothing, it's all about the team. It's all about winning and nothing can be a, distract, a distraction. So right. I'll get the, the, the side comment from a coach like, hey, love what you're doing. Uh, a teammate will say, hey, man, great job on this. Uh, but mostly guys don't really, you know, it's almost like that whole thing where people keep saying, I don't go to sports to talk about social issues. Or, but you know what? What makes sports sports? is people. That's why we like it. So you can't expect people to be robots. You want to watch a game that there's no emotion in it, go watch robots play hockey or something. You know what I mean? Like we're people first. So you can't say that this isn't a safe space for your little bubble of not worrying about your stress. Dude, this is our life. So like, as I always say, I play hockey and it's about my teammates and the, and the guys I'm playing against. But fans, you know, they're secondary because we're in it. Do you know what I mean? So we have lives. People need to remember that. So that's why it's big for me is that guys are who may not want to talk about it, but the guys that do, it's great. And some guys will even ask, like, especially European guys, where it's not as kosher over there, all these kinds of issues, like, hey, why you use that? And I'm like, it's just the right thing to do. And that's, it'll be that quick going up before a game, and the guy will be like, hmm, okay, like something like that. Like, it's, <laughs> that's, that's as much as it is. And then um, as far as the locker room language, like, I mean, I've said it before, I'll say it again when I was younger. I used this language because I didn't know what I was saying. You know, like, uh, you don't know what's going on. I, of course, I didn't think anything differently of these people, but it's just the culture. So we started to change that, and now we'll be in the change stalls. And it's gotten to the point, even this year in Lehigh Valley, where somebody uses, you know, G-A-Y or something, and I just, everybody goes, oh, here we go, Gaber. What do you got to say? And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know better than that now, boys. G-A-Y is lame. We can, we can alter it. It's okay. I'm not condemning you. I'm not cancel culturing you, but just let's try to work on that. Yeah, that's a yeah, big, I think that's what, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think that's kind of what you have to do is, is explain it and say like, there are other choice words that you can use that wouldn't be offensive to other people. So um, yeah, that's all I was going to say. But at the, same say, time, at the same time though, there's like guys know I'm a very outgoing, passionate, somewhat aggressive person on the ice. Like <laughs> I'm not afraid to talk about what I believe in. And I think other guys I think a lot of people on the side that disagree with these this community and stuff, they kind of, I think they know that we're right in a way. They just they have conditioning through their lives of people telling them this, telling them that, and it's not right and whatever it's religion. And I have friends that are against it, but they will never, they'll never go protest against a LGBT rally and they'll never support it either. They're just like, Hey, I know these people, they're great people. I don't, just because I think something differently doesn't mean I treat them any differently. Those are the people that I really like too, because they're, they're stepping outside of their comfort zone there. But you know, that's, it's okay to be a little different. We just got to accept. Oh, you're frozen. Is it just on my end? No, he's frozen. Okay. Yeah, he's frozen on my end too. One of the things I, I was going to add uh, to that is, is when I was heading from Edmonton to Toronto to film the um, video with Curtis a year ago, I picked up a copy of the hockey news uh, at the airport and there was a cover story on Jack Hughes and it, and it went into like, he was going to be the number one pick and it really went into who he was as a person. And I think 
social media has changed everything and obviously podcasts like this and and you just know um so much about every player now you know you know the sneakers they like to wear the food they like to eat but now it's changed into also you want to know what they believe in and what they support and so they are individual brands and that that they have this platform to to utilize and help make people's lives better it, it, it's so different now than it was before about how deep your knowledge is on all of these players so you know curtis is is one that's utilizing his platform and and uh you know his, his brand his social media presence for good and and hopefully uh you know that continues to happen with with everybody that sees the, the positivity they can spread. So it, I just yeah. thought that that was really interesting how much you can now know about these players and these kids want to know what their players believe in and what they stand for. So they're, they're heroes and there's an opportunity to make that connection and do the right thing. Oh yeah. It's wonderful to see someone like Curtis doing that. And from the fan side of this conversation, Tracy, you know, you're very involved in the fan community with the LA Kings. So what do you see from both sides of the fence? Do you know, do you feel like you are like Curtis in that way where you can tell somebody, Hey, you know, maybe don't use that word or if you hear something or, and, or also what's the experience like for people of LGBTQ plus community at hockey games? Like, do they feel included? I know that's a lot, but both both sides of it what what do you see well i've had the opportunity to see some really remarkable stuff we um i'm part of a la kings group the diehards and we're almost 11,000 strong and about i want to say 3 years ago a semi active member of that group who looked like jeff came out as trans and literally to 10,000 people put a side by side photo up and there was 800 comments and the only negative comment was somebody said, you need boobs. <laughs> and I, I responded back, pay for them or zip it. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, two years later, she was on the float in our, on the LA Kings float in her Jersey that says trans pride on the back. And so I'm seeing so much stuff. And when I do um, like our pride nights, we always have a group photo at a certain location at Staples Center. And that's our biggest group photo of the season. And so you see there's so much love out there, but talking to people that joined that particular group before they found that group, they felt completely alone at hockey games. And so um, Brooklyn Boyers, she was uh, the, director of game entertainment a few years back. She was the first person in all of professional sports to put a same sex couple on the kiss cam. It was huge. It was huge. And it was so huge that it got a little tiny article, a little snippet in people magazine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that um, if there, I still need to be educated. I mean, I, I, I'm, nobody's perfect at this. You know what I mean? But um, I think the word compassion is what sums everything up. If you can have compassion for people, then that should supersede everything, you know? Yeah, exactly, for sure. For me, it was about six months into Pride Tape, I got incredibly depressed 
managing the social media, like particularly Twitter, Twitter, but Instagram as well. Like I, I would, I would fall into the rabbit holes of the comment section and get incredibly down about how I felt it wasn't working. Uh, and then I just had to, you know, talk to some people and then I, um, I just, I had to check out of the comment section of the post for a long time. Um, but then I started just, it, it just seemed to turn around, started turning around and love started winning. And, you know, I'll remember when the, the Tampa Bay Lightning sent out a post about someone who was, you know, posting some really negative stuff. And they said, we're sorry you feel that way, but if you feel that way, you're not welcome in our building. And I thought, wow, that's, that's strong. And, and, and I just started like with no homophobe, started seeing the positivity change around. And I, I can say even from this last week with NHL pride and a lot of the posts uh, that we put out there, uh, I hardly saw any negativity at, at all. Like it's been a complete 180 from, from two years ago. So I, I'm very, very optimistic about what's happening and, and again, continue to, just keep pushing, just keep pushing away and, and, and making friends with the supporters and, and hopefully with what you're doing, the amplification of all these messages is what's necessary uh, to make the difference. Because I, I feel that the people who are quite vocal uh, a while ago, they're, they're getting quieter. Um, and that's, that's hopeful for, for a lot of the young people that are looking for a place to play. Yeah, the comments, um, I remember the, our first official pride uh, for the LA Kings and there was a, a, a comment made, you know, keep this out of hockey, blah, 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 blah. And the LA Kings responded out of like thousands of comments, they responded to one comment and it was that one. And they said, this is their official account. Comments like this is exactly why we're doing it. We will always have pride in LA. And so it was like, oh my God, it's like those moments, like, I can't believe I'm part of this organization. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They're so incredible. But um, yeah, and the, the rabbit hole, oh, yikes. But I, I have noticed um, a lot less, a lot. I think, that, I think the haters, if you will, are realizing that their voice is not as loud as ours. So yeah, I have to agree. I don't really see a lot of hateful comments uh, on Pride. I mean, there's obviously a lot that come through, but I feel like it's it's pretty, it's been mellowed out a lot uh, over the last couple of years. So it's good to see that. Let's talk a little bit about You Can Play and Hockey is for Everyone and how important it's been for the NHL and the AHL to back up the community. I mean, I feel like everyone probably has something to kind of back on that. I mean, Jeff said that you know, kids are, kids want to hear, I think it was Jeff said the kids want to hear about their players and, um, and what their beliefs are in. So, I mean, Tracy, from your point of view, how, how have you seen the NHL backing it positively impact a lot of the community? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is making sure that, because you got to think about it. It's a business. When the day is done, it's a business, right? And so um, I think it would be in, team's best interest to make sure that their sponsors are on board. I can't go into many details, but I, it's, I think that that's very, very important because, you know, you just, you want the inclusion to be unanimous, if you will, you know, but I love that the NHL is doing it. I, I think there's some people out there that are like, oh, every business just wants to jump on the pride bandwagon. All right. Welcome aboard. (laughs) 
bring it. Right. Let's see it. Let's see it. You really want to get on board? Let's see your, let's see your ad dollars. Yeah. The NHL has been absolutely phenomenal. We now have really great friends at all touch points of, of the league and the clubs. And we're incredibly grateful. When we started out, we made the call. There's a, it was kind of a fun interchange between Christmas and New Year's, like, I don't know, four and a half, five years ago, whenever it was. And we had come up with this idea and our intent was to just grow it as a grassroots program because never in our wildest imaginations would we have expected that we could, you know, have some tape in the NHL or the NHL would want to have, you know, anything to do with us, us guys. That, so just, gave, that just gave me we, the chills. Full goosebumps. <laughs> well, we, so we called. We we were off between Christmas and New Year's, but we were asked to come in and get on a call with the NHL, and and now with our really really great friends, and you know they kind of were were amazing there, but they were telling us to, you know to your point, Tracy, about how things have to happen. You know, it's a big league. There's lots of things that need to take place. You got to get products approved, and you got to do this, and you got to do that. And they immediately said like whatever it takes, we're going to make this happen. Like they were on board and with, with Jillian, you can play as well. Like I immediately uh, being connected to the NHL was connected with Jillian and you can play at the time. I am now a Western Canadian ambassador for you can play have been since the start of pride tape and met some incredible people doing unbelievable things. Uh, you know, raising awareness in their communities and beyond, you know, friends like Michael Bell with the Calgary Pioneers and what he's doing. And then he gets featured in Scotiabank's uh, Hockey 24 documentary and it just keeps, you know, rippling out. And, th and that's what we need, right? And, and uh, like I always say, we, we're, we're actually creating a children's book right now with the NHL, which is pretty cool. Awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll, let you, we'll let you know when we're there yes. on that. But it, it, it's really our hero, um, you know, moves to a town where, that has never heard of hockey before. And, and she is the, the biggest hockey nut in the world. Uh, so she has to, you know, basically go out and seek teammates. But in the process of looking for teammates, you find friends. And, I, and I, we did this quite separately. And I thought, wow, it's actually parallels the Pride Tape experience perfectly because, you know, we did this somewhat methodically uh, without a lot of background. It was our first Kickstarter campaign. We didn't know if it was going to work. And all along the way with the NHL and you can play and Tracy and, and others, uh, we have so many friends now, like reaching out last week when the NHL called and said, you know, let's, let's try and do some posts and feature some, some real heroes at the grassroots level. I wrote 24 down 24 people, uh, including Tracy in, in like less than two minutes without even having to go into the Instagram feed and, and, and find out what their handles were again. It's a very long list and uh, we're incredibly grateful. But if it wasn't for the NHL's reach and credibility, Pride Tape wouldn't exist. But I do also have to say that if it wasn't for the NWHL and the CWHL, if women's hockey didn't get behind it very early on like they did, I don't think Pride Tape would exist today. Wow. It's been huge. Do you yeah. think- More goosebumps. Yeah. Do you think this is like a fair assessment to say about as far as like the LGBTQ plus community, it's 
it seems, at least from my perspective, and please correct me if, if this is a wrong perception, but women being able to come out as gay seems to be a little bit more like accepted or maybe even expected. But when it comes to like the male dominant sports, you know, that aren't women driven, that it sort of has a different expectation. And how do we, if, how do we change that? Or am I incorrect in sort of that perception? Well, certainly uh, our Pride Tape partner, Chris Wells, can speak to this a lot better than I can, but just mm -hmm. learning from him and, and others, like you're dealing with generations of toxic masculinity in a locker room culture. Very hard to break mm -hmm. overnight. Like gener I can speak for myself and, and, and my parents and grandparents and, and now kids. Like it, it's, it's working, it's chipping away, but, but there's a lot of baggage there about what it means to be a, a tough macho hockey player. And, you know, you, you're not allowed to be sensitive and you're not allowed to kind of break the stereotypical mold of what a hockey player is. But, you know, thanks to John Lee Olson uh, in Denmark and, and others, it's, and, and Zach Sullivan in, in the UK, uh, it's happening and it's going to and everybody knows that it's going to happen in the NHL or the AHL It's just a matter of time um, But even when we look at it from what's happened five years ago when we started to now I would have said you're crazy that it's that it's not going to happen that fast So we've got a, a lot of room to, to move uh, the needle, but uh, I, I think it's in my opinion. It's generational and uh, it's it's really baked in uh, deep uh, with those roots and, and, and it's going to take a lot of strong parents and coaches and, and others. But I, I often say that it's like our kids are the greatest, are the greatest hope. I mean, Tracy speaks about Drake and we've known of Drake and, and have admired Drake for almost five years now, yeah. like with his posts. And I always brag about him uh, on pride tape. And it's like, he is, he is our best hope. And, you know, Andrew from the I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Andrew that I featured uh, last week on the NHL uh, stories with his mom, Buzz, who fought to have Pride Tape not banned in the minor hockey leagues where they live. Like, it, it's important for these, uh, for these folks. And we just wanted to somehow give them a tool that they could utilize that would help them, uh, you know, plead their case for, for making hockey uh, a safer space for everyone. Yeah. So Tracy, as a parent and having that sort of hearing that, you know, your son and the next generation is the hope for changing this culture. You know, how do you have these conversations with, with your son, Drake and, and, you know, encourage him to, to, to be who he is and to also denounce that kind of language? Well, it's, it comes really easy for me because, um, by the grace of God Almighty, I'm raising a, a little boy who never knew it was bad. He never knew it was taboo. So to see that happen, and I think that's why he so freely will jump on the pride float with me or um, dress up for pride night, or he just, he doesn't have a concept of it being bad. Um, his grandfather has a same-sex partner. So it's just normal I guess you know what I mean and so I that makes my job way easier <laughs> but you know just um, again back to compassion 
and, and yeah, for sure. generationally, like, again, I'm, I'm the oldest one of the group easily, but, uh, you know, remembering Not by when, much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, remembering when, when, uh, kids in elementary school, you know, had parents who were separated or divorced and how tough it was on them. And then, you know, many years later, they are, the it's, it's very rare to, uh, to have kids in the classroom where their parents are still together. So uh, again, to Tracy's point, like it's, it's shifting. And I, and I think, you know, uh, what might not be considered normal, which is still a bad word, uh, will be in, in short order. So especially if we keep hearing from the folks that we hear from. Yeah. Well, I heard you only have a, a handful of ambassadors uh, tied to Pride Tape. Are you looking for more ambassadors or, or if, and if you are, what kind of fits that mold to be, to be a, an ambassador for Pride Tape? Well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, last week, so, so Pride Tape is, is a few individuals that we volunteer all our time. Uh, money goes to You Can Play and the Institute. So, um, you know, we do this off the corner of our desks and have our, have our day jobs. And, um, so we, we do what we can, but last week, even trying to cobble together some some uh, ambassadors for the NHL, for their NHL Pride Day on Friday, um, we're able to do that. We'd like to do a lot more. Like there's, there's so many pictures I have on my phone that I haven't been able to get to yet to, to, to post and, 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 and do it when we can. So we basically reach out to everybody and anybody that contacts us that wants to be a part of it, we simply say, well, you have a voice, you have a platform, you can promote Pride Tape or you can promote, you can play NHL Pride, whatever, whatever you see fit, like your, your voice is, is everything. And, and what you're doing here today and reaching out and other people that have reached out to us in the media to, to help tell our story or put our story in uh, some books which are coming out this fall is super cool. Like anything that anyone wants to, like Curtis said, we'll take the calls and we'll do our best to, to get, to get noticed. But really it's, again, it, it, it's, it's you. I mean, you're doing with this podcast, this is the amplification it needs. So we, we still say that, you know, with the tape only being used in, in warmups, we actually say, although we've been around for four and a half years, Every day we have people that reach out to us and say, this is so cool. We've never heard of it before. So we feel brand new almost every single day uh, in North America and other parts of the world. So we just try and engage them and, and see what we can do to collectively help. But, you know, when they buy tape and they use it on their sticks, uh, they are an ambassador. They are, we have, you know, over 5,000 ambassadors that are, that are, you know, speaking up for what they believe in without using words. That's what the tape does. So um, I would just say, yeah, like reach out to me at jeff at pridetape.com through Instagram or any of our other socials and just ask how you can help. And, and we try and get to it best we can. And, and then also, or maybe align with, with some of our friends, whether it be you can play uh, the NHL or others to, to help, but we're, yeah, we always do our best to, to, to try and help amplify the messages that, that you're willing to share. Yeah, that's a big part of what 
Breezy and I have talked about when we started this podcast and, and especially with everything that's been going on uh, across the world and, and socially from Black Lives Matter to celebrating pride and bringing these messages out, we feel it's very important to, to have a, an inclusive, as inclusive of a podcast as we possibly can to talk about all aspects of the hockey community, because there are many different aspects and this is one of them. And, you know, we love the community of hockey as a whole, right? Like we, we love this family that it's created and we want it to be as in- inclusive as, as possible. So what would the both of you say to encourage fans, hockey fans, people who play hockey recreationally to um, be more of an ally for the LGBTQ plus community? What would you say to encourage them to f- not be afraid to speak up? Or if they don't want to speak up, you know, they obviously have the option to to put get some pride tape and show their support that way. But um, Tracy, start with you. What would you say? Um, it's not so much what I would say. It, was, it would be what I would do. And I've okay. done this several times. Um, if anybody had the just even the slightest inkling of fear or worry or what if I'm not liked, I just, I got to hug them. I just wrap my arms around and be like, you know what? You're never going to be alone in this arena. You will never be alone in this arena. You've got people here that love you and you're welcome. I like that. And Jeff, what about you? I'll I'll try and answer the question with another story. Uh, (laughs) That's great. That's a great way to explain it for sure. We, we, uh, when Curtis, so, so when Curtis scored the goal, uh, my buddy Dean, who ships out all the pride tape, uh, from Vancouver, he called me and said, like, check out TSN, you know, uh, you know, uh, the Canadians are playing, uh, the devils. And I think a guy, uh, who scored a goal has like the tape on his stick. So I put the TV on, I'm like, holy crap, like, this is, this is insane. Uh, this is so great. So we had decided like every year is a treat to ourselves. We'll go to a different rink for a pride game just to see, just to see a new rink and, and just kind of take it in, you know, just take the celebration in and really enjoy it. We got to do it with Tracy in LA the first year. And then we, you know, went to, to Vancouver. So we said, and then we've done it in, in Calgary and Edmonton as well, but we said, you know, um, wherever Curtis is playing next year, that's where we're going. And it turns out he ended up in uh, Lehigh, and we were like, where the hell is that? <laughs> so we had to look on a map. And then so we flew into Buffalo and drove down to Lehigh from there. And, 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 and the funny story there on, on Buffalo was that uh, we have a friend now who's the Micheline, who's the photographer for the Sabres and the Rochester Americans. She connects with us all the time and loves Pride Tape and promotes it. And so she said, well, if you're coming to Buffalo, you're, you're taking my tickets. And we got to sit in the front row down at the rail on the goal line. And we're like, this is so amazing. So then we go to Lehigh um, and we went to Lehigh. Before we went there, we had a couple of fans who have become friends who have sent message, who sent messages every warm up of Curtis where, with the tape on. And they told us that he has attracted LGBTQ fans who are new to hockey, have no idea about the game. They all come and they sit in the same section and they cheer together, but they only cheer when Curtis has the puck on his stick. (laughs) (laughs) I thought like that is the coolest thing I've ever heard and we've got to see this. So we went and we met the fans 
and we, you know, we hung out, we handed out some pride tape and, and just had watched, watched, watched two games that weekend. And it was just amazing. And then hang out with Curtis after the games and just talk more about how we can help each other and make more of a difference. But meeting these fans, um, it was, it was, it was unbelievable. Like it was just, I, I, I can't describe how it's changed my life and changed the life of, of all the people that are connected uh, with the tape. And I often say that, the, you know, all, all the other folks that have helped along the way, I always wish that they could be with me when these things happen because it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, uh, I got invited to a rural Alberta arena uh, for for their pride game for a a rural university and unfortunately they had a big event during the day so there wasn't that many people at the game and they wanted me to come and sell pride tape and I drove through the minus 20s or 30s through the white knuckle drive uh, to, to the rink and I sold one roll of pride tape but they then they asked me to uh, if I would come down to the to the penalty box to meet the, the kids that put on the event and the game and I was like, absolutely. And then they said they wanted me to give out the player of the game award because I was supposed to be some sort of celebrity. Um, but then when I met the kids in the penalty box, they were in tears um, because of what the tape meant to them. And I was just like, this is, I will do this all day long. I will, if I can, if I have the means to go and meet these, these young people uh, at these arenas that it's making a difference for this is nothing more, uh, there's nothing else better I could do. So I'm, I'm very lucky. And, and I just hope, and so back, sorry, circling around to your question. Finally, it's like, I, I challenge everyone else to, to, to want to create those types of experiences for themselves, like reach out to their local communities and, and see what they can do to help. Um, because there's, there's a lot of, a lot of individuals and, and organizations that could use the, the volunteer time. Um, so, so try and create, like, that was a big part of pride tape too, is, and what we talk about a lot is we want somebody else to create their own pride tape, whatever that is. Like, it, again, it's, 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 it, I, I often feel it's more about me than everybody else, because I seem to be the one that's benefiting the most from, from the emotions that I get from, from the young people. So I'm very, very grateful. Well, yeah. you're sharing that here. I think part of doing the interviews that you're doing and just even talking on our podcast and sharing the stories of, of how much of a difference it's making. I think, you know, you're, you're sharing, we're all sharing in that, in that as well, I think. Well, it's to your credit. I mean, you're the ones that phone up and ask and if we, you know, come on board and talk and uh, happy to do so, but it's like, again, it's, it, you're both making it powerful. Otherwise yeah. it's just a really colored tape. Yeah. <laughs> well, let us know how we can um, get involved. You know, Breezy and I, as hosts in the podcast, you know, we're always happy to to do anything else we can to help promote and, and get the word out. And uh, Jeff, are you going to be expanding with you know this version of the tape into like the other pro sports, like in baseball? I, they use tape on the on the bats and stuff. Or are you looking to? figure out a way to take this product and make it something else in the other leagues? Well, thank Thanks for the question. And thanks to the NHL. They're actually the ones that put us in contact with baseball. So we've been nice. working with minor league baseball for two years, two weeks ago, I created uh, a moniker 
which actually came from a hockey post. And I'm like, hey, this is more about baseball than hockey, uh, which was the word hate with a piece of pride tape through it. And I'm like, hey, I just struck out hate. So anyway, I, I went online and, and nobody owned the URL for strikeouthate.com. So we now own strikeouthate.com. Wow. Uh, And we did a a strikeout hate campaign uh, with minor league baseball a couple weeks ago. And the Premier Lacrosse League, uh, Kyle Harrison and and his group who who started that league, you've probably spoken to them if you haven't. They're they're amazing. Kyle reached out right at the start of them creating their league and say, we wanted to do something with Pride Tape. And they had showcased it every weekend in their games. And right now there was a post yesterday from Kyle and another player I posted on Instagram uh, yesterday. And there will be, uh, I think it was Scott and there will be more coming because they asked us if we could get some tape to their top players who want to practice with it before they come back to play uh, soon. So the Premier Lacrosse League has been awesome. And then again, we, we, you know, we've tried to, you know, we're looking at, we have some, some pride tape jerseys that we're in partnership with coming out and, and the children's book and some other initiatives that can, again, just really try and connect with younger folks and, and those additional badges of support uh, or opportunities to tell the story that hockey and sports is an inclusive place. Um, we're, we're trying to branch out from the tape and see other ways we can help. So that's what we're, what we're into right now. Count me in on one of those jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too i want a jersey i want i need to get i need to order some tape i've i've just started learning to play hockey jeff and uh i'm like i gotta get this tape i gotta put this on my stick you know i've gotta like this is awesome i can definitely do that and show support in that way i think it's it's something that's very easy for people to do who maybe don't have a voice or a way to do it but yeah it's awesome it's multifunctional too yes i use red tape for everything (laughs) yeah it's it's funny how it's something as as small as just using tape can say so much i I think that's just the most incredible part about it so yeah we've done activations with the flames and the oilers etc and i think the best moments are when you have parents come up to the table and and look at it and look at your banners and see what you're about and say like i don't play hockey but you know I, I want this, I need this, and I want it. And they've, so they've wrapped it around the railings of their balconies. They have, uh, we have some, some uh, older fans that have put it on their canes and their walkers. Awesome. Uh, certainly a lot of use uh, around bicycles. Uh, the Scottish, you know, uh, the Scottish bicycle racing team uh, used it. The, the Swedish women's Olympic uh, curling team has used it on their brooms. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been all over the world uh, in, in one facet or another. It's sometimes hard to believe yeah. some days. <laughs> well, thank you for taking this idea and bringing it to the hockey world, because I really do think that you, Jeff, and just taking this idea and bringing it to life with a Kickstarter has really helped the hockey community as a whole, not just, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, but as a whole to just make this community even better and, and for us to love hockey and everything about it even more. So thank you for all that you're doing, really. I really appreciate it, but it, but it's Tracy and Curtis that deserve all the, all the thanks because 
again, once we made it, they yes. took it, they took it and ran with it. And Tracy has been relentless. Uh, <laughs> no, Tracy, <laughs> relentless. You know, with her posting and, yes. and her support and, and obviously Curtis too, we, we all know his story. And uh, I, I often sometimes think, what if, what if he hadn't scored that goal? <laughs> or what if, <laughs> you know, like, uh, but but uh, thankfully we don't have to we don't have to think down that road. But but it's Tracy and Curtis and yourselves that are that are doing all the heavy lifting. Again, we just send out tape now and and uh, let you guys make it powerful. So we're grateful. Yes, it's a definitely everybody. I was going to say also thank you to Tracy and Curtis for for being the advocates who aren't afraid to use the tape and in all the different ways and uh, to really spread that out there. So thank you all so much. Any any final thoughts? Anything you guys want to share on on what more can be done in our community of the hockey world to be as inclusive as possible? Besides what you've already said, just keep loving. Keep I just, loving. I just, I just quickly want to read you a, a one sentence email, yes. a two sentence email that I got last week, because this is really what it's all about for us. And, and like I said, unfortunately, you don't get the opportunity to see the correspondence that we get, but I think it's important. So this is, this is one from a hockey dad in, in the US. And, and he just said, I just wanted to say thank you for making this tape and helping spread the word. My LGBTQ child was bullied and shut out of their 14U hockey team this past year for being gay. They almost quit hockey for good until we found a local 14U girls team that was completely accepting. Thank you again. So wow. that's the kind of stuff that- uh, I need another tissue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, those are, those are the things that keep us going. Yes, and uh, we hope people will continue to share their stories and, and use your, use your tape and tell us uh, where can people get their hands on all of the pride tape and all the goodies and where can they follow uh, both of you on social media, but Jeff, go ahead and uh, tell everybody where they can get it. So the easiest way is, is pridetape.com. We're making inroads with a lot of retailers in Canada and the U S currently, Great. certainly sport check and a lot of the independent folks, uh, hockey retailers in the major markets. Are carrying it if they're not carrying it ask them to carry it because that's when they reach out to us and that's been successful for us okay. and on social it's pride tape you know on insta uh facebook uh twitter awesome so yeah thank you and tracy where can they uh come find you i'm you. tracy star on all all uh, aspects of social media awesome all right. Well, thank you both so much. And a big thanks to um, Curtis as well, who had a power outage at his apartment. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. We lost a little bit through here, but we, we, we thank you too for your time and for yeah. rocking the tape and during an NHL game and for all of you being allies and, and for taking the time to fill us in uh, as individuals, both myself and Breezy, as well as, you know, all of our listeners. So thank you both. Yes. Thanks and for having you can, us. And you Thanks can follow Curtis at Curtis yes. Gabriel underscore on Instagram as well. Give him a follow. He's, he's great. And, and like you said, if you ever need to talk to him, you can reach out. Yep. You can reach out to myself and Breezy as well. We might not, we're all here for you. Anybody here is here for you. If, if you need an ear.
Thank you again to all of our guests for this episode. And Curtis, we'll have you back on whenever you want when you have power in your apartment and you can come back and tell us some more stories and and, uh, add whatever else you want. So everybody stay tuned for a future episode with uh, Curtis. And we talked also with Jeff about partnering with him to do some sort of pride tape giveaway, Breezy, right? Or something, we're gonna figure this out, right? Yeah, we, we want to be able to give uh, to our listeners and to fans and to just anyone who wants to be more involved. So Jeff uh, has been nice enough to team up with us and we will have something special go on and uh, it might be a continuous thing. Uh, but for now, we'll we'll focus on what we can do right now and we're going to run with it. Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.